Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave review so many fans and listeners of the spurs up show have made tons of money with our friends at prize picks and you should as well so again go download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com and when you do use the promo code tsus to receive a 100 percent instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, what is going on? And welcome to the Rowdy Rooster Rundown here on this Sunday, June the 11th, 2023. Thank you so much to all those tuned in via YouTube and, of course, those listening 
via podcast. Thank you all so much as well. we got a lot to get into, a lot to discuss as South Carolina's baseball season has officially come to an end in the Gainesville Super Regional as the Yardcocks drop both games by final scores of 5-4 to four and 4 to nothing, respectively. Again, guys, I see each and every single one of you tuning in. We will take your listener questions at the end of this show, so be sure throughout the show to leave your questions, and we'll get into all of those at the very end. Also, guys, of course, we had some breaking news happen just about 20 minutes or so ago, which we'll talk about. Michael Braswell has entered the transfer portal. I'll touch on that again a lot to get into and discuss here on what feels like a bit of a therapy Sunday, which will carry into a therapy Monday and a therapy week. Because, you know, guys, anytime you, and I feel this way at the end of each baseball season, especially seeing that South Carolina, of course, has not won a national championship since 2011. Because when you end your season winning your final game, winning a championship, right, it is a different feeling and a different vibe and, you know, you're celebrating all throughout the offseason and, and for the months that follow, et cetera. But when you lose, and it's something like you've invested so much of yourself in, right? We watched every single game, basically every single pitch of every single game. And it comes to, unfortunately, an abrupt end. It's something that it, it just hits you like a ton of bricks, man. And it's it's really hard to adjust to. It's really hard to accept, but the fact of the matter is this. South Carolina's 2023 baseball season is over. Guys, again, we got a lot to get into. We'll touch on a bunch of stuff this week, of course. We'll keep the conversation going, but with that being said, let's jump right into it again. Thank you to those tuned into the Rowdy Rooster Rundown on YouTube. This is probably, and I would say definitely, by the way, the final Rowdy Rooster Rundown until the football season begins. Because, guys, again, when you think about this show and the the format of this show, really what this serves as, these Sunday night live streams serve as, is an opportunity for us to sit and to conversate and to give an immediate raw reaction to the things that happened over the weekend, right? A certain game, events, what have you. Well, with the baseball season ending, we will not have that. We will not have that until the football season kicks off. I mean, there will be nothing. There will be no Gamecock sports taking up our weekends until kickoff on September the 2nd. So, of course, content will continue to bleed out of the eyeballs, but the Rowdy Rooster Rundown will go into a bit of a hiatus until football season gets going. So, not to add even more bad news here on this Sunday night. Again, those tuned in, my morning listeners, my morning commuters, the podcast version of this dropping at 5 a.m. Eastern time on Monday morning. Thank you all so much and appreciate each and every single one of you. And of course, guys, TDC, the podcast, all that good stuff will continue to rock and roll. And as I mentioned, we've got tons of things to dissect, tons of things to discuss this week. But with that being said, let's get into it. Again, Gamecocks lose a pair of games to the two-seed, the Florida Gators in Gainesville by scores, as I mentioned, five to four and four to nothing. Carolina season ends with a 42 and 21 overall record. 
And the Gamecocks now find themselves wondering what went wrong and what must be corrected. Just two wins short of Omaha. And when I look at this series, guys, you know, I was someone, I took a lot of flack and I took a lot of heat for picking Florida to advance. It was not, of course, a popular pick amongst Gamecock Nation. But what I saw this weekend did not surprise me. Florida was a better team than South Carolina. Just flat out. There's just no other way to put it. Yes, South Carolina on the home field at Founders Park back in late April got the series sweep. At that point, the Gamecocks were untouchable. Playing their best baseball of the season. 34-6, and you might recall, at that point. Carolina could not miss at that point in the season. But guys, the reason that baseball is played not in a three-game sample size, the reason there are so many games, 60 games in college, 60-plus, 162-plus in the majors, is because over that period of time, any team can get hot in a weekend, in a week, hey, even a month. But over the course of a season, most of the time, right, you have those one-off exceptions where teams get hot late in the season and down the stretch. But most of the time, the best teams reveal themselves. Creme de la creme. The cream of the crop. The cream rises to the top. And when you look at the body of work, and then you look at this past weekend, Florida was a better team than South Carolina. Now, that is not a knock on the Gamecocks because the Gamecocks were very, very good this year. You don't win 40-plus games by accident. You don't go 16-13 and 13 in the league by accident. You don't do the things that Gamecocks baseball did this season by accident. And I talked about this over the weekend, but South Carolina slump in the last four weeks or so where they went from being ranked third in the country to literally unranked and you know, went from being a no-brainer top eight national seed to folks wondering if they even deserved to host a regional. You really saw the consequences of that this weekend, the slump down the stretch. Because it didn't hurt you in the SEC tournament. It didn't hurt you in the regionals because you hosted But when you have to go on the road for a super, guys, at this point, the difference between playing at home and on the road is so drastic. And we saw South Carolina at the friendly confines this year, one of the best teams in college baseball. But unfortunately, because of the final four weeks, you played your way out of being a host at this point. And when you go on the road... And a team like Florida, they got their pitchers on their bump with their fans behind them. And guys, guess what? Guess what? We talked about going in this weekend, Uncle Mo, the baseball gods, if you will. You know, one of the things that helps that, you know, the umpires, the calls, which they were not good. The umpiring crew was atrocious, atrocious this weekend, right? But being at home helps that. Being at home it seems like you get more of those calls. Being at home, it seems like things go your way more often. And so South Carolina, they didn't feel the effects of 
fumbling down the stretch in the SEC tournament. They didn't feel the effects in the regional. They paid the price dearly in the Supers. And Florida's a team again. South Carolina took advantage of it, Founders Park. But their pitchers on their ballpark, Florida was just a better team. I mean, just flat out, the better team won that Super Regional. And that's taken nothing away from South Carolina because South Carolina was very good this year. But when you get guys like Brandon Sprout and Hurston Waldrop, and those guys did not throw well against South Carolina the first go-around. Then you factor in that Florida added Brandon Neely, their closer, who did not throw in that first series. And you got a bunch of Gators hitters who are swinging it on their home field. I mean, guys, you get the results we saw this past weekend. And I'm sure it would have been reversed had South Carolina been the host team. Had that series been at Founders Park, hey, I think the Gamecocks riding the momentum of Gamecock Nation and, you know, being on the home field, I wouldn't be surprised if we weren't playing baseball right now. And that series didn't go very differently. But the fact of the matter is you didn't do what you needed to do in the final four weeks of the regular season and you paid the price in this Super Regional. I mean, you look back at game one, and as we all know, I've never met an umpire that I liked. That goes without saying. I've never met an umpire that I liked, guys. I mean, it doesn't matter whether you're SEC, you're Pac-12, you're Big Ten. I don't care what conference you're in. You're big league, whatever. I've never met an umpire that I liked. And South Carolina, you know, I I don't want to be the guy. I, I don't want to be the guy who spends all this entire show complaining about umpires and 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 berating the officiating, if you will, and saying, this is why we lost. We lost solely because of umpires. Because that's not why. You scored four runs in two games. You had three hits in game two. You know, you had opportunities in game one, bases loaded, Cole Messina grounds into a double play. Like, you, you had opportunities, and you didn't capitalize. But that obstruction call on Braylon Wimmer played a major factor in this weekend. The strike zone played a major factor in this weekend. And again, you get down 0-1, right? You have a a back-and-forth game one. Will McGillis starts it off in style with a big home run. And, you know, South Carolina, I mean, it felt like, hey, Carolina jumping all over the Gators, here we go. Gamecocks are rolling. Gamecocks are red hot, taking the, the momentum we saw in the Columbia Regional and carrying it over. And it just didn't happen the rest of the way. And you let a guy like Sprout get comfortable. He struggled early, right? You let him get comfortable. Then Hurston Waldrop, same thing. You let him get comfortable, guys. And and these are not, this is not a situation. I saw somebody on social media say, you know, we're, we're just known for making average players look great. These are not average players, guys. The starting rotation at Florida, they're not average players. Florida's not an average baseball team. You know, I've gotten heckled by some of you out there. You know who you are for talking about Florida and the quality of club they are. That team, I will not be surprised they win it all. I I will not be surprised if that Florida Gators baseball team, I will not be surprised if they are hoisting the trophy when the College World Series concludes. I mean, that is a legitimate ball club. Top to bottom, they have no holes. They, they They are arguably the best team in the country. They have no holes on that roster. And so South Carolina going on the road was going to have to play damn near perfect baseball. 
You had to get elite starting pitching, elite pitching across the board, and your hitters were probably going to have to have their best performance they had all season. And it just didn't happen, man. And it just didn't happen. And again, guys with exploding sliders and and, and hundred mile an hour fastballs and wicked changeups and just wicked stuff across the board, and they're on their home field, and you just got beat. I mean, there's no other way to put it, man. I I you know, and I'll tell you this because I, I know many people that you know fans, people in life in general, but fans they need somebody to blame. Somebody's got to fall on the axe for this. Hearing you just got beat isn't good enough. And so where does the attention go? It goes to Mark Kingston. And it's crazy. It's it's crazy how in my lifetime as a fan, I've seen myself go from the fire the coach guy to the defend the coach guy to the fire the coach guy to the defend the coach. I mean, I've gone back and forth many times. And I'll say this. If you want Mark Kingston fired, folks, you missed your window. You missed your window of opportunity to fire Mark Kingston. If you want him gone so adamantly, it should have happened last year. Should have happened last year. Because you can't fire a coach after you win 40-plus games and go to a Super Regional. Mark Kingston met the expectation set, at least by us. He met the expectation set this season. He made the Super Regional. You are wasting your breath if you are calling for the firing of Mark Kingston. You are. You're wasting your breath. Save it. You're wasting your breath. Mark Kingston earned his way back in 2024. Bottom line, end of story, end of discussion. Did the season end how anyone wanted it to? No, it didn't. But Mark Kingston is not getting fired after going to a Super Regional and guiding Gamecocks baseball to a 40-plus win season. It's just not happening. And I'll say this. Admittedly, transparently, do I think Mark Kingston is the guy for South Carolina long-term to get them to Omaha and to win a national championship? Admittedly, transparently, probably not. I, I don't think so necessarily. I think there are still real issues and real concerns swinging the bat and the bat's going ice cold. Now We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Take you back to a conversation I had last year. One of the all-time greats at South Carolina, back-to-back national champion, and I won't say his name on air. But he told me specifically, he said, Chris, listen, I I think Mark Kingston's a guy that, you know, this is South Carolina. We're going to pull in talent. We're going to get great players, and we're going to have solid clubs. But as long as Mark Kingston is there, Carolina baseball, it's not going to be what we had it at. It's not going to be the Carolina baseball of old. And we're going to talk about this this week on the show, by the way, like because maybe that's an unfair expectation. Maybe that's an unfair standard. You're not going to Omaha every year. You're just not doing it. Now, we all want it. We all want Omaha. This is a fan base starving for Omaha. And we will talk about expectations for 2024 for Mark Kingston and company at some point because Omaha needs to happen and it needs to happen soon, right? But if you're talking about Kingston's job right now, you you just, guys, you don't fire a coach after a super regional appearance and 40 plus wins. And if you do, good luck getting a coach to come into a school where coaches are getting fired after that type of season because nobody is going to want to work under those conditions. No great coach is. They're going to look at South Carolina and say, wow, they're firing coaches after supers. Those expectations are unreasonable. I'm setting myself up for failure. Will that fan base even be patient with me while I build a ball club and I build a roster and I build a program? Good luck. I mean, you might be able to get Landon Powell to come because it's his dream job, but that's about it. So I guess if you think Landon Powell is the slam dunk answer, well, then go ahead and fire Mark Kingston after a Super Regional. But I'm telling you right now, it ain't happening. It ain't happening. End of discussion. And so, again, back to the weekend, you know, South Carolina just, I thought Mark Kingston actually said it well. The Gamecocks ran into a buzzsaw, man. The Gamecocks ran into into a buzzsaw. And we talk about expectations year in, year out, and, you know, guys, a lot of expectations, a lot of a lot of minimum expectations on a year-in, year-out basis, and how far you go in the postseason. I mean, guys, a lot of it depends on matchups, and a lot of it. So is uh, so a lot of it is luck. Like if you're not a top eight national seed, if you're not a top eight national seed, a lot of it depends on luck, right? God, I hope we don't get paired up with this team. I hope we get paired up with this team. I mean, all due respect to them, man. How great would it have been if South Carolina would have gotten paired up with Indiana State? How great would that have been? Because guess what? They couldn't have hosted the Super. It would have been in Columbia. Guess what? I would take the Gamecocks to take out Indiana State in a three-game series in Columbia. Give me South Carolina all day. But the Gamecocks didn't get Indiana State. They didn't get Southern Miss. Guess who they got? They got Florida. One of the best teams in college baseball, and Florida, at the end of the day, is a better team than South Carolina, and they're a better team than a lot of other people out there. And unfortunately, Carolina faced Florida when guys like Brandon Sprout and especially Hurston Waldrop, who was masterful in that ball game, 
when those guys are on and they're on their game and they're throwing their best, I mean, guys, there's not a team out there that would have beaten Hurston Waldrop on Saturday afternoon. And so all in all, I'll say this. We'll talk about it this week. How do you grade the season? Was this season a success, if you will? But when you factor in the the preseason expectations and sort of the feelings around Gamecocks baseball and being a year removed from a below 500 season, hey, I was all over Mark Kingston at this point last year, but he earned his way back. And just because you went to Gainesville, I don't think you can hang your head and say, we just, the season's a failure. I don't think you can say that after going to Gainesville and playing one of the best teams in college baseball and unfortunately falling short. But you got to find more sticks. You got to find a way to be more consistent swinging the bat. And that'll be the big question mark and the thing to answer over the course of the offseason. Guys, let's get into our oot, oot, Gainesville Super Regional MVP Award. And yes, we do have a winner. We do have a winner. I do this win or lose. I do this win or lose. Our oot, oot, Series MVP Award. It goes to Will McGillis, who was the one game coxeter that I thought was really good all weekend. Four for nine, hit 444 on the weekend. Two home runs and three. Be, of course, both home runs coming in game one. I mean, he single-handedly tried to carry South Carolina to that game one victory. And, of course, unfortunately fell up short. But McGillis was fantastic. He was my key player of the weekend. And he balled out, but it unfortunately just was not enough. Let's move into slap dig of the weekend. And I tell you, the low-hanging fruit is the umpiring crew. I know that's where you guys will all go, and I understand that. And I don't blame you for, for anointing them with that title. My slap dig of the weekend, though. That Florida fan behind home plate, that, that Florida fan behind home plate, I saw way too much of him on my TV this weekend. And y'all know who I'm talking about. The guy that had the glasses on. First game, he had no hat on. Second game, I think he had a hat. Kind of a bigger dude, glasses. Did the uh, did the suck it motion to Dylan Brewer after he struck out? This dude was all over the TV. Vandy's got the Vandy Whistler. Arkansas's got their group of folks. Florida has this guy. I don't know who this guy is, but Florida's got him. So, slap big of the weekend. The Florida guy behind home plate. I, I can go the rest of my life without seeing this guy on my television. Let's get who's hot, who's not, who's hot. We'll give it to Ethan Petra. He was really good down the stretch, and this weekend went three for seven, one walk. I thought he was solid. Who's not? The combination of anyone who played center field this weekend or hit in that slot, Will Tippett and Carson Hornung, they went a combined 0 for 6 with five strikeouts. Was not a great weekend for the bottom of the lineup as a whole, by the way. Uh, what's next, guys? Of course, the season has concluded. Gamecocks finished 42 and 21 overall. We'll get into our postseason report card this week, our postseason award show. We'll also talk some other things, including, for example, uh, what must South Carolina do? What must they upgrade in order to make a run at Omaha next season? What are the year-in, year-out expectations for Gamecocks baseball and also just expectations for Gamecocks baseball as a whole and some other things as well? And we'll put a bow officially on the 2023 baseball season during this week. But like I mentioned at the top of the show, guys, it's, it's, it's always sad when a season ends. 
you know, this was a fun ride. This was a hell of a season. It was a great group of dudes and so many great moments. And that's probably something else we'll touch on this week as well. The top moments of the baseball season. I mean, so many great moments, man. I mean, you think back, the the, the emergence of Ethan Petrie and some of the great, you know, the, the, the cardiac cocks, the heroics, if you will, and just some of the great achievements and accomplishments and some of the records that were set. But unfortunately, at the end of the day, what this season will probably most be remembered for is the collapse down the stretch and the fact that the Yardcocks, with one of their best teams, I would say, at least one of the best starts in school history, did not make it to Omaha. And in Columbia, that is the ultimate goal. That is the expectation. And South Carolina finds themselves still sitting on that drought since 2012 the Ardcocks have not been to the promised land, and it puts a ton of pressure on all parties involved entering next season. So that's my takeaways from the Gainesville Super Regionals. Again, the Gamecocks 2023 baseball season officially comes to a close. With that being said, guys, hey, some breaking news just before we went live. Gamecocks infielder Michael Braswell has entered the transfer portal. I tell you guys, you know, I heard some rumors on Sunday morning, but this is still one that when I saw it, I, I, I was a little bit shocked. Braswell hit 271 with three homers and 50 ribby, by the way, in two seasons at South Carolina. But a guy that, you know, you really felt like, and this may sound corny, but I felt like just embodied the Gamecock spirit, right? Like a guy that was a fighter. He was a fan favorite as a freshman a season ago immediately. And you just wonder, you just wonder if the move of Braylon Wimmer to shortstop and Braswell beginning this season on the bench didn't really get his opportunity until Talmadge, Lecroy, Will McGillis, until injuries started to happen, right? Didn't get his opportunity. You just wonder how much of a factor that played in this. And we don't know exactly what goes on behind closed doors. But you wonder if there was maybe some bad blood there. If there was something, and I'm not trying to create rumors or stir anything up, but you just wonder. Because by all accounts, Michael Braswell, loved by his teammates, loved South Carolina. He said this in his tweet, Dear USC, thank you for all the memories from me and my family for these last two years. I will always be grateful for all the opportunities you've given me. With that being said, I would like to announce that I plan on entering the transfer portal to continue my college career. And again, just one that, you know, it, it I had heard rumors, but it still somewhat was shocking to see. And unfortunately, from what I've heard, I don't think this is the last guy to enter the portal. And this is, folks, this is just the reality of the world we live in. Guys are going to hit the portal, man. And there's probably going to be some that are unexpected, and this goes back to this, and I've talked about this, guys. Hey, some might find it shocking, but not all of your favorite athletes loved their experience at your favorite school. And back in the day, guys had to kind of just stick it out. Transferring wasn't a common thing, but, you know, we're in a day and age now where if, if you don't like it for whatever reason, you can dip. You can exit. You can leave. You, you don't have to tough it out. Guys don't have to tough it out anymore. And so, and I'm not trying to say that's what that Braswell situation is, 
I have no idea, but I think for him to enter the portal as quickly as he did, I mean, not even 24 hours after the end of the season, I mean, guys, I think this is something that was predetermined. This is something he's known for weeks or months or however long he's known it. But Michael Braswell made this decision quickly. He made it swiftly, and now the Gamecocks uh, will kind of brace for impact and just see who else, if there are others, will enter the portal. That being said, let's jump into your listener questions, guys, as we close out the Rowdy Rooster Rundown. Uh, let's see. Looks like Panic Ritter is in peak form. Austin Gregory says, a baseball locker room has no room for jealousy or bad blood. So if the rumors are true, Braz voted the right thing, and I wish him the best elsewhere except Clemson. Panic Ritter said, here we go again, players transferring. Kingston again. Let's get back into earlier in the show. Brian Dean said that ump was terrible yesterday. Mahoney pitches were well within the strike zone. He didn't get the calls. You're right, Brian. The, the umps were terrible. I'm not disagreeing with you, man. The umps were terrible. When you have to go on the road and play at their ballpark, Brian, a lot of times we know it. We've seen it. That's something you got to overcome. Let's see. Brian Dean says, had we not had so many injuries, Columbia may have been the host spot for the Super Regionals. That may be the case. It's hard to explain the injuries. And like I said, Brian, I'm going to go into deep detail this week of what I think South Carolina needs to do. What are they missing? What's holding the Yardcocks back from being truly, I think, an elite and an Omaha caliber club? We'll talk about that this week. Austin Gregory says, Brad, you might have felt some type of way about what happened earlier in the year. However, to be fair, we were better then. Not saying Brazzy hurt the team at all. He contributed just pointing that out. That was our best nine, Austin. That was on the field early in the season. And Braswell was unfortunately the odd man out. And you're right. He may have just taken it personally. If he did, that's unfortunate. But the reality is this. That was our best nine. Right? With that being said, Michael Braswell helped this team this year. Michael Braswell helps this team win. He makes this ball club better, in my opinion. And it's a shame to see him go. Austin also says Kingston accomplished what he needed to to keep his job and said, screw overachieving. All jokes, I know Kingston tried his best. Wouldn't have been the team we were this year if he didn't. Of course, of course. Tripp just says pain. I hear you, my friend. Brian Dean says Messina and Petri will be back. No, no doubt. They will be our leaders. They will be our leaders for sure. Joseph says, man, I'm heartbroken about McGillis being gone. Yeah, he had one year. He had one year. It's unfortunate. Uh, Brian Dean, is Costas coming back? Is Costas coming back? I have heard that he will. I have heard that he will. Joseph says, was hosting a regional a curse in disguise? Because we would have beaten most of these other teams. Joseph, would South Carolina... You know, I, I don't think so, Joseph, because here's the thing. I think if the, game, if the Gamecocks were a two-seed, they probably still would have been a two-seed in the 15 or the 16s. I, I think either way they would have had to play one of these top teams. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. Right. 
I think they would have had to play one of these top teams. Chris Gray says South Carolina is a Jekyll and Hyde team. Joseph says the hypotheticals are starting to set in. Like if we never lost Hall McGillis and Sanders had the year he was supposed to have. For sure. I mean, you can say what if on a lot of things this season, Joseph. You can say what if on a lot of things, but the bottom line is this. South Carolina did not do enough, and the season is over. And it was one hell of a ride, man. And this was a season we will we will not forget anytime soon. And I think the Gamecocks, guys, realistically, I think South Carolina did lay a solid foundation this year to take the next step this year. Or excuse me, take the next step next year. What is the next step? I think the next step's probably being a top eight national seed. Getting to Omaha. That is the next step. This is too good of a program to have a decade plus long drought of not going to Omaha. It's just too good of a program, man. Too good of a program. Guys, that being said, it's going to do all for me. Hey, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much to those who tuned to the Rowdy Rooster Rundown on YouTube. All of those listening via podcast. Thank you all so much and stay tuned all week for all of the content. It is content bleeding out of the eyeballs this week. Guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Y'all have a great night or have a great day and we will talk to you all soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.